What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I'm Turner, and I'm joined in the studio with Rosie and with Rachel. What's up, you guys? How y'all doing? Doing pretty good. Good hey. to see you guys. <laughs> yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> we had a uh, couple weeks off there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing some traveling. I went down to Nashville to visit my daughter and uh, had a great time. It was really cool. Got to um, sit in on a cool... Mm-hmm. meeting with like these music people execs in like this amazing studio and it had like theater seating and everything and it was like mm-hmm. the lighting was it was just like out of a movie or something so it was kind of cool and uh got to hang out for a week with my my kids which I always love doing my wife and seeing my daughter that was always cool good big things coming down the pike for old little old Maggie Miles she's got some new music coming it's really good for sure yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Do you guys have a good Easter? Yeah, it was very busy, but it was pretty awesome. Hundreds of people across the campuses were saved and then baptized with you. Oh, so that wow. That is really good. That's sweet. Praise God. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Rosie? Yeah. Just it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Uh, had a good weekend. Cool. Yeah. I saw um, Luke and I on. Oh, I want to say it was Friday of last week. Um, we were sitting in the Airbnb, and uh, he was like, Dad, Dad, Godzilla versus King Kong's out. Can we watch it? Mm-hmm. So we have an HBO account, so we watched King, King Kong versus Godzilla on, on uh, HBO Max or whatever it is. And I'm ruined, dude. I'm ruined. I've, I figured it out. I'm ruined. I can't watch a movie anymore without dissecting the movie. <laughs> <laughs> And just yeah. <laughs> like I was like, it, it's kind of the best, but it ruins it for everybody because then I start saying stuff. I'm like, oh, that's this. Oh, like you know, like the research facility. Uh, if you haven't seen King Kong versus Godzilla, I'm going to say something. So if if you want to see it and you don't want to have a Brian Cranston dies in it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah. Which guy's that? Oh no, that was the last Godzilla movie. No, he doesn't die in this one. He did. Uh, he did. Well, he, he didn't die in this one because he died in the first one. Right. Yeah. But like the research facility is like on the 33rd floor of the basement Uh, and it's like they actually have like a lot of conspiracy stuff going like hollow earth Uh, is talked because they go to they actually go to hollow earth with uh, King Kong and uh, there's some transhumanism stuff happening and uh, it's pretty crazy like it's pretty full and like the main character that's like figuring stuff out is a is a podcaster of course you know and he's like crazy. You know, he lives in a bunker, and you know, <laughs> it's really, it's actually kind of crazy. But I, so that was fun to watch while we were, you know, while we were, uh, you know, uh, just on vacation. We were just sitting there watching that. So that was kind of cool. Nice. But anyways, I thought I'd just bring that up and another movie ruined yeah. for me. So it started with like the Batman with the, the Joker. Mm. That's when I like... It was like weird. It was like a light went off, boom, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I, I recognize what he's doing now. I see what. Look at that floor. It's checkered, yeah, you know, black and white checkered. That's that's totally Masonic, you know, and like all that kind of stuff. So, anyways, but hey, we got a great episode tonight. But Rosie, what do you know, man? Hey, uh, I know I know a couple things. Yeah, yeah. What do you know? Not that much. I lied. I don't know anything. <laughs> you don't have a did you know tonight? No, I do. I do. Oh, I was like, whoa. No, I was trying to be humble. Oh. Um, 
hey, did you know that Fanta, the soft drink Fanta, yeah. was invented by the Nazis? <laughs> right. Seriously. Really? Mm-hmm. Was it like drink for the soldiers or something? Yeah. Uh, basically here. So it was made by Coca-Cola, <laughs> but it was in Germany. So it says the soft drink Fanta was invented by Coca-Cola, an American company inside of Nazi Germany during World War II. Oh, my goodness. Developed at the height of the Third Reich. The new soda ensured the brand's continued popularity. Fanta became a point of nationalistic pride and was consumed by the German public from the Frau's cooking at home to the highest officials of the Nazi party. This is funny. The drink was technically fruit flavored, (laughs) but limited wartime resources made that descriptor not wholly accurate. Uh, Its ingredients were less than appetizing. Leftover apple fibers mash from cider presses and whey a cheese byproduct and it says quote fanta was made from the leftovers of the leftovers (laughs) you know uh this guy that wrote a book about coca-cola and said i don't imagine it tasted very good yeah probably not it's like the uh egg roll of uh you like the hot dog (laughs) or the hot dog or the egg roll of uh of drinks yeah i was gonna say there you go that's why Topical Coke did that thing, something in the news that we're supposed to not like him for a couple weeks ago or whatever. I don't remember. It was something stupid and gay. <laughs> something. I just remember we were all supposed to be outraged about Coca-Cola. But I'm trying to think of what that was. It was something like a week or two ago. I don't remember. Really? Something. It wasn't like, I think it was Nike with the little Nas X no, it was Coke. sneaker thing. Well, that was weird, but now Coke was You something. mentioned gay. Yeah, everything's fake and gay nowadays. Yeah. But uh I can't believe that nobody thought that Little Nas X was going to be that way. I mean, he didn't you see him like the at the Country Music Awards like a couple years ago? He was wearing like a black jacket with an Illuminati eye on the uh, back. I mean, like on the back of it, it was like a huge Illuminati yeah. the the eyeball. Yeah. I mean, um, he came out and said he's an industry plant and all that stuff. He said that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then all of his music was like directly targeted towards kids. Yeah, it's the whole whatever. Yeah. Like they came they were happy. Like everyone was like that was the thing like every his audience was kids. People like literally it was kids. Not, we're not making this up after the fact. Like articles were published over the last couple of years of how this guy is making rap for kids and stuff. So now what? <laughs> is he just taking them over to the dark side? Probably. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> But I was going to say this kind of ties into an earlier did you know that I uh, brought up about how – so if you don't like Coke anymore, yeah, which sucks because we drink a lot of Coke Zero, so yeah, maybe this will be a good – Well, I drank a ginger ale tonight, and it's not even Coke. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's the regular – It's diet ginger brand. ale from Giant. Yeah. So I didn't even partake any Coke products. I'm going to switch to Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi Max. Yeah. But uh, remember – I'm going to harken back to another earlier one yeah. where in the 80s, Coca-Cola hired a paramilitary hit squad to go after <laughs> down in like uh, Brazil or Colombia. I can't remember exactly, but they did that. For their they, Coke supply. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, they funded that. And uh, here's the other one. So that was like a two per, twofer. Okay. But maybe this kind of tie into what we're talking about. Okay, cool. So... Um, I don't think I've done this before, but also we haven't had an episode in a couple of weeks. I'll give you a couple did you knows. Okay. Cool. So did you know that in the eighties, you know the pharmaceutical company Bayer? Yeah. Makes aspirin and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they sold millions of dollars of blood clotting medicine for hemophiliacs. Right. So it helps people. Uh, hemophiliacs are people that like uh, their blood, blood doesn't, doesn't clot. clot. So if they get a cut, 
They could die. They, they could bleed, die. They yeah. bleed out. Yeah. So they sold millions of dollars. They made this drug medicine, blood clotting medicine for hemophiliacs that literally was giving people AIDS. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So here you go. If you want to go and trust big pharma, right. you want to go show off your vaccine card. Just remember this is, these are the same companies. So Bayer came up with this drug in the eighties, given people AIDS. It was banned in the United States. It was banned in Europe. And then the pharmaceutical company was like, what are we going to do with all this? What extra? are we going to do with all this extra? We <laughs> yeah, spent all right? these millions on all this stuff and now we can't sell it in the United States. So what are we going to do? Sell it in Asia and Latin America. Oh, so yep. they, they get, so, so they literally gave, yeah, China, there's, they just, they just sold it. Yep. So they, there's t a, tons and tons of people down in Asia and Africa, Asia and Latin America have AIDS because of they bear. got AIDS literally because of a bear drug. They got bear AIDS. Bear AIDS. Yep. Man, that's terrible. There yeah. you go. Google search before you go and support one of those big companies. Johnson and Johnson is notorious. Oh man. Mm -hmm. And you can't sue them. Yep. That's the nope. worst. I was trying to explain that to somebody the other day. They were asking me about, about the, uh, the old, the little sticky stick that you get, you know, and, uh, for, to not get the COVID. Oh, and, yeah. um, and they were, they were asking me why I wasn't going to get it. They're like, are you going to get it? And I was like, no. And they had both their shots. And I was like, like, why aren't, what like if you don't mind me asking why aren't you gonna get it and i said well if you don't mind me telling you i might offend you a little bit <laughs> and they go i can take it and i was like okay did you do any research at all before you got it i mean no i mean my doctor said i should get it yeah okay did you do any research did you find out that like they're they rushed these things they're not fda approved it was a it was an emergency you know approval, but it's not been tested and approved. And you realize that the ingredients they have are high, heavy metals and how bad they are for your body and and other things. And I said, and then you can't you can't sue them for adverse effects whatsoever. They're not liable. And so we've had oh, you know, <coughs> hundreds of people that have either died or permanently injured mm -hmm. because of the vaccine. <laughs> you if you go in and you say i'm having all these side effects after you get it they're not going to report it and nobody's going to believe it. it's not even mm -hmm. getting registered right yeah. right so so he like was so this guy was like uh rachel uh, rachel's got a little internet connection problem so she might be in and out a little bit just letting everybody know um but uh there was this so this guy he looked at me and he was like Damn, I wish I would have talked no, no, to you. Yeah. I wish I would have talked to you before. And I was like, I was like, you're probably going to be okay if if you haven't had any effects right now. I mean, you're not dead yet, right? But <laughs> nobody knows the long term effects either. Mm -hmm. So it's like just those things alone just make it like, man. And what I don't get is like, I don't know. Anyways, it's, I didn't want to talk about too much about yeah. that particular topic. Well, but. how about in the same vein, and maybe this, we can use this as a kickoff point back yeah. to. Uh, Starting an episode, so, yeah, is uh, and since we we're talking about people that died from the vaccine, DMX, yeah, one of my favorite yes. rappers, mm. got um, was passed away on two days ago at this point, yeah, and uh, everyone was like, oh, he's had a pass with drugs and all that stuff, and a family member of his came out and said, yeah, like we know he's been in and out of prison, he has a problem with like he liked to smoke crack. And uh, he's like, but he's been clean for like 
a while and basically he got the vaccine oh man because he wanted to start traveling go across the world you know and if you if he's gonna go travel yeah do shows and so he got the vaccine like a couple days later had a heart attack life support died Hmm. yeah and uh of course they'll never never admit that yeah. yeah but uh yeah. Also, I was going to say that as a, another way that you wanted me to read this. Yeah, please <laughs> read this. This is great. So DMX, I'll say, was based. He was a family man because he had like 17 kids. Granted, they were probably from like 14 different <laughs> women, but he was, he had kids. He didn't abort them. That's a good thing. Yep, that's true. He was a family man. He, and he kept them. He raised them. Raised him, yeah. And uh, so I just read, there's this internet thing that was going around and Turner wanted me to read it, so I was trying to figure out a way to read it in. So it said, uh, I'm reading a quote from Eastside313. It said, my wife home... (laughs) (laughs) My wife's homegirl went up to DMX's hotel room years ago and thought she was going to have some fun with DMX. She said that X had like 10 chicks up there and he was reading the Bible and preached to them. And you want me to say this quote, had hoes in tears. <laughs> so RIPX, yeah. he will no longer be able to give it to us. That's right. Um, I like your, your post. you like, all dogs go to heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I posted on Instagram. I said, uh, yeah, DMX is definitely chilling with God right now because all dogs go to heaven. Yeah. So. Arf, arf. Arf, arf. Arf, arf, All right. Hey, let's get into this episode. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Bad timing. <laughs> it's really bad timing. Ah, uh, dum 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 dum. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So, as promised, we're going to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. So, I uh, came across a post on the Georgia Guidestones on Instagram a while ago. I saved it, and then I was trying to clean up my phone because I ran out of space. <laughs> I needed. I came across. And I was like, "Oh, we never did that episode on the Georgia Guidestones," so I wanted to to uh, kind of introduce it, talk about it. And Rachel, you did. A, you had a great dig that you found, and Rosie, you got some cool stuff too that I that you were sharing with us before. But um, for the for the listener that isn't familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, they are also called uh, America's Stonehenge, and. Uh, they are, um, or some other people, some people call it the uh, the New World Order's Ten Commandments, because <laughs> they're it's a series of stone, uh, it's a stone memorial that's erected in a place called Elberton, Georgia, and uh, it was it was commissioned to be built in 1979, and it was finally built and re- like it was um, unveiled in 1980 on uh, on. March 22nd of mm-hmm. 1980. So 322, <clears throat> do the math on that one. Um, so uh, the thing that's so crazy, and there's a lot of, you can, like, I don't want to get into too, too much details about like all the nuts and bolts of it, but we can, we can talk about it if you guys want to. But um, 
the thing about these this memorial or this this granite you know um, stonehenge type looking thing is that there's things that are written on the stones that are and they're big you know we're talking like it seems probably i don't know it's probably a <laughs> Hundred ninety thousand pounds or something ridiculous like that. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> What's fifteen thousand pounds is a ton, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably each stone's probably several tons. Yeah. So it's good. It could be a hundred ninety. I mean, pounds. yeah. I think most listeners, if you're not familiar with the Georgia Guidestones, you know what the uh, stone hedges. Stonehenge, huge, right? You know, just the they're called me- megalithic. Yes. Structures. Monolithic, right? Megalithic. Oh, is it? You sure? Okay. Megaliths. Yeah. Giant stone structures. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so it's just these huge rocks that are all, you know, Stonehenge. They're, yeah, they're like kind a of druid st- ritual thing. But anyway, there's, yeah. So. so these are arranged in a certain way so that, like, during the solstice, they, the sun shines through a hole in one of the mm-hmm. stones and it, it gives you, it, like, a perfect alignment for whatever the solstice is and uh, you know but there's so much mysterious stuff that's around the georgia guidestones that um it brings a lot of people have a lot of there's a lot of people with a lot of different ideas of who did it and why they did it and all of that and to be honest there's probably no real positive way to know who's exactly right about it but you can whittle down some things and look at some facts and put some and we can kind of paint a picture which I love what you have, Rosie, because you can you can do that, help do that for us. But um, you know, there was just um, you know this part of Elberton, Georgia is a, it's a granite. Uh, there's a, it's a, a bunch of granite um, companies down there, and I guess that part of the country has a lot of granite in the in the ground, and so yeah, they call it the granite capital of the world. Yeah, yeah. And so um, this guy R.C. Christian, he popped into town one day, and he hired a guy to draw it and he hired another company to cut out the stones and and he went to they went to work and he bought some land and he found a place that he wanted to put it up and uh he ended up putting them up in Elberton and after they were it was unveiled over the years it's it's been controversial place there's been um supposed witchcraft and occultic activity happening there where there was like <laughs> there was the one report i read it was like a a cat that had been you know sacrificed on one of the stones yeah. and then then on the opposite end of it you've got these zealous you know christians that would go and be like they'll deface the stones with spray paint and god wins and jesus rules and things like that which he does and he will but uh but Anyways, so it's just been a kind of a lightning rod attracting all kinds of different people with all kinds of different ideas of what it means and what it's about. And uh, to the point where they have like, you know, 24 hour surveillance on the on. They have like a camera set up to to watch the guidestone so that people won't mess with them, knock them down or try and try and knock them down or whatever. So um, so that's the Georgia guidestones in a nutshell. But. I, what made me think about it a little bit when I was was um, looking at that picture that I was going to delete off my phone is that uh, there's these ten like commandments, if you will, on the Georgia Guidestones that are that are carved into them, and there's one in particular that I want to bring up. We'll go through them. I know Rachel, you were talking about um, you you had an idea about like reading through them and and sharing your thoughts on some of that. 
But the first, mm-hmm. just the first one I want to touch on real quick, because it has to do, and this is kind of my thoughts on it, and then I'll kick it over to you guys. Number one on the Georgia Guidestones on the on the Ten Commandment thing is it says maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. And so there's this, you know, obviously in 1979, 1980, when these things were unveiled, when this was written, when they were carved out, there was more than 500 million people in the world. There was already several billion people in the world, you know, in 1980. I would imagine there was probably four or five billion people in the world at that point. So to say that humanity needs to be under 500 million, to put that in perspective, there's about 330 million people in the United States right now. So it would be just over the population of the United States worldwide. Now, Rosie, you and I remember when we we um, found that stat about you could fit the entire population of the world into the state of Texas. Half. Half the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And they would have like, I think it was like an acre of land each is what we were. A quarter of an acre, yeah. Was it a quarter acre? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that to put in perspective for you of like if anyone try if you if you're believing in, into the propaganda of of population like we're overpopulating our earth like that's going to be a big problem think about that for just a minute that you can fit the entire population of the planet earth into the state of Texas on a quarter acre of land per person and still have 50% of the state of Texas left over for whatever so if you think that we're overpopulating the earth, the fact that we could fit all in one state in the United States, uh, it's we're a long ways. We're a long, long ways from overpopulating the earth. Now, polluting the earth, yeah, I think we're doing a pretty bad job of keeping it clean. But uh, populating it, no, we've got we've got more room to go. And well, Rachel, you'll probably touch on this, but the Bible, the first commandment to Adam and Eve was to be fruitful and multiply to have kids have babies you know so it kind of goes against the against the godly commandment of you know let's keep the population low well didn't god say to have babies (laughs) to keep populating (laughs) so anyways that was the first one and when i thought about that 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 they're on the georgia guidestones the man the they want to maintain a you know humanity under 500 million people i started to think about uh, a speech that Bill Gates gave years ago talking about how he, we need to use vaccines to lower the, you know, the body count of, you know, humans on the planet. And, um, and then all of a sudden we are in the midst of this COVID pandemic, which it's, you know, totally overblown. Side note, by the way, do you guys remember when the back about a year ago, when it first started to really you know, like get known and out of China where all these pictures of people falling down dead, like on the street and stuff yeah. like convulsing. And do you remember that Rachel? Oh, I remember that. I remember seeing stuff like Wait, that. Wait, from COVID? Yeah. Oh no. In China, in in the Wuhan district and stuff like that, people oh. would just be walking and they, they would have like, it'd be like security cameras on the street and mm-hmm. you just see this guy like walking all of a sudden he would just like and fall over hmm. and like people would rush over and he would just be like dead and, um, and they were saying that this was all COVID related mm. and it was the virus and, you know, and so it got people freaking out cause they thought, Oh man, we're going to have pe- bodies just piled mm. up in the streets and stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, lo and behold, none of that happened. And then it was proven that all of that was a hoax. It got yeah. proven that China was actually 
having state actors do these things on purpose or know. probably worse than that they were probably actually infecting people with something really bad and killing them on tv you know on the closed you circuit you could also just like crowd uh what is it called like a crowd um crowd disbursement have you seen those that they have on the back of trucks no yeah um it's yeah. like my yeah. Uh, but yeah you they use them over in the middle east to um disperse crowds um and it's basically it's like a ray gun it's like oh, with the microwaves TV. yeah oh okay okay yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about so there was some thought that that might be involved because that was pretty weird because it's like it it gives you a really weird tingly feeling and in some cases it can reduce your oxygen as well so yeah. there was like some thought that wait a minute what are they doing like this is like really weird looking like mm. people want to do that and it's not happening so much here in the state and otherwise people eat, you know do you remember too they the, they were saying that that wuhan was the place where 5g was like rolling out like mm. in all of its glory um too there was a lot of speculation that 5g was causing this to happen um so and you know 5g's kind of just disappeared like you don't I haven't heard, you know, much about it lately. Yeah. So. And all the ad campaigns for it on the news, but it's like a normal thing, you know? Yeah. But it is that uh, people have noticed the effects of it, um, especially affecting the oxygen levels in themselves and their children. Um, so if you're trying to avoid that kind of thing, turn your Wi-Fi off at night. But, um when you have that in combination with people who are on medication, um, especially for blood pressure and um, what is it, ACE2 inhibitors and stuff like that, you're creating a perfect storm. Uh, there's going to be a certain demographic of people who are going to be more uh, mm. at risk for the combined of all of that. Yeah, and I was going to say just from going off the recent stuff, they said like 80% of the people that have died from COVID, so what, th that doesn't mean anything because right we don't know how many people died but right. probably not that many definitely not as many as they not hundreds of thousands for sure right. maybe a hundred thousand in the world but you know not in the united states but they said like 80 percent of the ones you know of the ones who died finger i'm air quoting that uh were like morbidly obese right or they had co 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 um, oh it's morbidities. like it was like 95 percent of people that died had comorbidities but it was like specifically like 80 percent just came out are diabetic severely and, over yeah. no just overweight just I mean, overweight. which is goes into the stuff about uh restricting blood flow oxygen so that kind of makes uh, that's why i thought when rachel just said that mm. is you have these people that yeah. are, can't it's hard to breathe anyways like you're putting a lot of pressure right. when you have extra weight yeah that's true yeah overworking those lungs yeah so rosie uh who wants to start rosie or rachel which one do you guys want to go first what do you got, Rosie? Me? Oh, I've got... Well, how about... I was going to say, I, I don't want to go last because I think of any kind of reason like that. But uh, if you were going to go... If you wanted to read through the the actual... Yeah. yeah. And then that... Yeah, the other... Yeah, yeah. I'll that, read through... I've got them up and I can read through it. And I kind of wanted to like throw in some stuff about um, Thomas Paine and the Age of Reason and the different things that it seems to be referencing. I was actually setting up on Thomas Perfect. and his belief. Yes. Um, and so I wanted to touch on that a little bit because if you read through these um, guidelines from a neutral standpoint, i.e. think about it, Solomon under the sun, 
Um, sure, this kind of stuff might sound pretty uh, secular and moral, but um, when you put God in the picture, it's a completely different thing. So I'll read, I'll read the guidelines, start them out. So they want to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. They want to guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Uh, unite humanity with a living language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Balance personal rights with social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. So we know that the guy, R.C. Christian, um, was reported to have been a, uh, you know, fond of, in just in different interviews, fond of forests, trees, having knowledge of botany, and being really um, just like wanting to be in a beautiful place when he created this thing. So uh, nature and conservationism seems to be an emphasis in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the guidelines also reference an age of reason, which made me think of Thomas Paine's age of reason. So Thomas Paine was a deist and deists um, kind of want to stray away from or even um, completely denounce organized religion and instead go towards a natural theology, which is just everything should be universal. There should be no specific revelation to people groups there should be no like even Christianity because it's just being revealed to certain people um, through a book that should be denounced because uh, theology should be something that everyone can observe at the same time so you just being in nature you can see that there's a designer so they want to go more towards that and so he had this pamphlet that he was um, disseminating back in the late 1700s and it was actually making a lot of waves because he was writing it in what was called the vulgar language. He was writing mm-hmm. it in a very important talk for people to understand, making it funny and relatable to literally anyone. And it was kind of like flashing, you know, Christianity and any kind of organized religion, which at the time, you know, was Catholicism, Protestantism, and it was very organized. And so they wanted to do away with what he called priestcraft, which was the fact that you would have to go to a priest to, you know, uh, confess your sins and everything. The idea of original sin was very, you know, um, distasteful to people believing in um, natural theology. And so you can read all about this. Um, Wikipedia has a great um, article just diving into everything about theism and um, natural theology and the age of reason. But it's very interesting that he would be referencing that because when you think about it, when it all comes down to it, these are all great ideas in a secular setting, but you're living with no standard and there are going to be people who their arguments, maybe their idea of their IQ would put them in a place where they feel like they need to be in control. So there's going to be a really, it's going to be hard to um, have equality in viewpoints and uh, people being able to voice their opinion because what if people want to 
have more children and whoever's in charge who wants to maintain these uh, laws and uh, rules, you know, they're having to maintain reproduction. Like there's going to be people guiding reproduction and maintaining humanity under a certain, there's going to be people in charge and all of these things are like the people who espouse these views are probably going to put themselves in power. So that's where you run into the problem of, okay, well, what's the standard here? Like, this is a nice standard, but there's going to be people who are maintaining the standard. Anybody who doesn't want to um, adhere to the standard is going to be seen as, what, somebody who's disruptive, somebody who's backwards-minded, somebody who's animalistic, or, like, what? So I thought it was interesting that from a secular viewpoint, sure, it looks good on the surface, but from God's viewpoint, it is almost the opposite of what he's told us to do in his word. So, um, so it leaves the standards up to human beings who inevitably will have to make decisions about people that they deem less than. Um, so he, uh, Thomas Paine in his age of reason was actually deemed very anti-Christian back in the day because it was very much, you know, without the presence of Jesus and without the, the specific doctrine of God as revealed in the Bible and each um, guideline. So the limits on reproduction, God says be fruitful and multiply because children are indicated as a blessing mm-hmm. in so many passages of the Bible. So stewarding your gifts to provide for your family and providing for widows and orphans is a pivotal pillar of Christian charity and godly kindliness. So you would not see that so much if you're simply fixated on maintaining a number and maybe even reducing those who would be as uh, hindrances or burdens. Um, so this is where you run into eugenics territory where people who are deemed less than are uh, put aside or with. So if you unite the world with a living language, um, God actually yeah. intended a multitude of languages at Babel because when everyone was united, they were all um, trying to basically <laughs> reach heaven on their own. Yeah. Um, That's what's funny. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but when I was reading <laughs> through these and I saw the, the language, the, the one language, and basically you got to fit under their umbrella, you know, of what mm-hmm. they want. And um, it's really, it reminds me back of, of Babel, like, like they're trying to return yeah. to Babylon or something, you know? And that makes sense. That's why he put Babylonian, Sanskrit, ancient Egyptian, and those ancient languages yeah. on the tab. Because maybe since he's got the major languages on the rest of them, if he can somehow get people back further into a more core language, um, maybe through all of that, they can unite them in a new futuristic language that's a summation of all of them. Hmm. Um, so... So they're talking about ruling emotions with tempered reason. Um, reason probably in the secular Greek, um, you know, logic versus the word of God and God's right ruling, which should be the lamp to our feet. Um, talking about fair laws in court, the world court <laughs> outside of that design for resolving disputes. God has a design for uh, resolving disputes laid out in the Bible. Um, it's kind of set into place in the Old Testament, but also refreshed with a lot of grace and mercy in the New Testament. And the future reign of Jesus Christ is going to have 
him ruling and judging the earth. So kind of not allowing space for that. Um, right. Prize truth, beauty, and love seeking harmony with the infinite. That's really interesting. Um, and makes me wonder if that's seeking to be like the things that are infinite or just to prize those things that are infinite. Um, or if they're trying to be in tune with, um, maybe higher beings. Hmm. I'm curious about what his intent was because Satan's, <laughs> Satan's, uh, temptation to Eve was God knows that when you eat from the fruit, your eyes will be opened. It will be like God knowing good from evil. Mm-hmm. So that was his temptation outside of having the fruits of the spirit in your own life and having all of those virtues, um, as an outpouring of being indwelt by the Holy spirit. Well, also too, um, can I cut in for a second? Cause absolutely. in number nine, it says prize, truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. And as you were just talking about, and it, what's interesting there is it says beauty and love and beauty. <laughs> what happens when you get the, the really woeful homely person that just doesn't look beautiful. <laughs> Unless he's talking just about beauty of nature and beauty of like just a real general statement. You know, there. you could have just said Steven Rosie. <laughs> you could have just said, what do people, when people see Steve, People I was looking like at you. I know. I was looking right at you when I said it all. So I was just figuring I was subliminally. <laughs> but uh, but what's interesting is like prize truth. Who's truth? Right? Exactly. You know, yeah. it's just so, these are great, Rachel. Okay. Sorry. I had to cut in there. One is do not be a cancer for nature. So nature here is in the um, dominant role. Nature is in the. Um, almost like a mother earth role and you're not supposed to be a cancer for nature. Now God says in Genesis uh, 1, 26 to 28, God says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, mm. the sea, over the birds, the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created us in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So at the very beginning, God's setting the, he's setting us as image bearers to steward the earth and take care of it and have a pivotal role in subduing it, filling the earth, um, being fruitful, multiplying, having dominion over the fish of the sea, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So we are supposed to have dominion and subdue it, but that's not to demolish everything. That's to steward everything and to take care of it because it's almost like we were put to also help keep things in balance. So I think that when you have the abuse of power, of course, it's going to turn into a cancer, but mm-hmm. nature here is not the God. Um, yeah. It's so, weird because he says, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. He says it twice, twice. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that's a, it's really weird. Like I'm always like, you know, the conspiracy. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, whenever they say something twice like that. It's important. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> and also there's some ritualistic um mm-hmm aspects to that too so i was wondering if that maybe is a you know a slip of the a slip of the carving stone mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> the chisel yeah. a slip of the chisel, slip of the chisel. <laughs> like that. so oh those are good rachel i like that a lot that was cool did you have more um i i mean i have that one article that kind of highlights that the date that it, everything was unveiled yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit 
So do you want me to bring that up now, Rosie? Or do you want me to bring it up later? Uh, it's up to. I kind of want to say, um, I can reference this just as the date, March twenty second, is really interesting because in different secret societies, um, like Skull and Bones, for instance, mm-hmm. March twenty second is a very big date. Um, and there are a lot of, um, rituals that take place. Now, Skull and Bones is not like a conspiracy theory because people like George W. Bush and John Kerry were, they were not like denying the fact that they belong to that secret society and they were not allowed to answer why 322 has such a, um, importance in that cult. There are not cult, but you know, society. So it's interesting that um, when you go back to Rosicrucians, which you guys covered, um, there's also a uh, a lot of symbology there in uh, Masonry, Freemasonry. Three twenty two is a big number as well. So it just it's really interesting to see that number highlighted as the day that it was unveiled. It was also the date that the um, uh, Obamacare in what was it 2010 was it um, yeah, was unveiled. Yeah. Well, it's a really interesting date given that it is not private knowledge that 322 is a very important date in all these secret societies. So, it's a very interesting choice. Um, what yeah, you got? For, well, for the listener that's not familiar with Skull and Bones, just because I just want to expand on that for a second, um, a lot, and we should probably do an episode on them at some point. Um, there's some real weird ties with other cultic things and probably the Mason Freemasons and some other, you know, Illuminati, you know, we, we don't always like to use that phrase, but it is a phrase that people know, but, um, skull and bones is like a higher, um, it's a higher, um, like kind of the upper end of the elite that seem to be a part of it. Although I've heard that pretty common people can go have been in a part of it too. But uh, basically, um, secret society that meets, um, and a lot of our former presidents and a lot of people that are in power that are running powerful corporations, banks, and pharmaceutical companies, and the like, are have a, been a part of it. And some of the rituals that they do in the skull and bones ritual are pretty disgusting. Uh, they have to they have to uh, lay in a casket that's clear, and there's gay sex yeah. and all kinds <laughs> of stuff happening. Which is weird to think about that presidents are partaking in that kind of stuff, you know, former presidents. And I haven't heard about the gay sex. You haven't heard about the gay sex no. over the over the clear casket and all no. that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, gross. But there's like it's it's at Yale, like yeah, it's not like <clears throat> well, it's in short the skull and bones. Is, it's out of Yale, but the 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 actual place where they go is the Grove, which is uh, mm-hmm. uh in oh. California. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I getting mixed up yeah, with my, mixed all my secret societies? Which yeah, one yeah. is that that I'm getting mixed up on? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I was going right. to say, yeah, uh, Skull and Bones is all... Um, that's right. It's more... Uh, it, it's Yeah, it's all at Yale. So you have to yeah. be like a Yale student to go yeah. into it. But yeah, there's... I think it was started by... I don't have it in front of me. The grandfather of one of the presidents uh, in the 1800s who would have yes. been in, not Hamilton, Benjamin Harrison, I want to say. But anyway, sure. so there's been a lot of presidents in pretty much anyone that's 
it's rumored, you know, that uh, pr- but pretty much any of these big wigs, which is really weird because Ivy League school like Yale anyway, you're getting the, a lot of the elite of the elite. Right, right. So you're getting the elite of the elite of the elite that are actually in this weird secret society that does all this weird stuff. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of people use it. They say, oh, it's just a, it's kind of like the same. Boys club. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like the same thing they say for the Freemasons. Oh, it's yeah. just, uh, you know, it's a way to get connections and help for different, you know, um, all kinds of different, uh, you know, business things and get connected. And, you know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. yeah the Bohemian Grove, we probably need to do a, a podcast on that and Skull and Bones separate. Yeah. And I won't get them mixed up next time because <laughs> I'm an idiot. It's late. It's, it's okay. It's late. And I've been... I've been up all day working painting and stuff, so. Yeah. Well, I want. I wanted to. <clears throat> but Rachel, there's one thing you didn't mention. Yeah. Sorry, there's one thing you didn't mention on this really cool article you found. It says the number three twenty two is actually the number of March twenty second, the first day of Aries, also called Mars. So yeah. there's there there and there's some major, I was... uh, you know, celestial things happening, and you know the solstice stuff with the Georgia Guidestones that are connected to a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, as exactly what I was going to bring up is that uh, I've got like, and literally it's called the occult holidays and Sabbaths. Hmm. Uh, so they divide everything up into 13 weeks. You have the win- starting at the winter solstice. <laughs> 13 weeks, huh? Yeah. So it's the winter solstice, the spring equinox, the summer solstice, the autumn, uh, autumn, no, yeah. autumn, no, autumn, autumn, yeah. equinox, whatever. Give me a break. Um, fall <laughs> yeah for the, yeah so the spring equinox starts on march 21st or march 22nd they pray to the goddess austera and it says note easter is the first sunday after the new moon after austera march 21st is one of the it says illuminati's high mm-hmm. uh human sacrifice nights remember we remember the uh jesse when we had jesse back mm-hmm. on a while she was telling us about the whole thing that was supposed yeah. to be happening on on Easter, mm-hmm. and they had that whole uh, they had the uh, big arch of Baal uh, or Baal mm-hmm. on the on the mall in DC. Oh yeah, and it was during Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I was gonna say, uh, so it, it was gonna say that uh, this whole the spring equinox is a minor Sabbath, but does require human sacrifice. Oof. April 1st, so these are big dates within this 13-week period. So March 21st, 22nd, it starts. April 1st, it says April Fool's Day, precisely 13 weeks since the New Year's Day. April 19th to May 1st, blood sacrifice to the beast. Fire sacrifice is required on April 19th. So just take this for what it is. April 30th to May 1st is the Beltine Festival, also called Walpurgis Night, W-A-L-P-U-R. G-I-S. This is the highest day on the Druidic witch's calendar. May 1st is the Illuminati's second most sacred holiday. Human sacrifice is required. <laughs> so take that for what you Just will. Just so casually. Yeah. yeah. But. And, and human sacrifice will be required. I will required. say I don't have this pulled up, but this is a very interesting thing. During the spring equinox, these 13 weeks between March 22nd and May 1st, if you want to go do your own research, Look up the number of mass shootings, mm. terrorist attacks, all kinds yeah. of weird, weird murders that happen between these days, March 21st, April, May 5th, May 1st, within these days. So much. Yeah. Other than 9-11. That's, a, I mean, that's 9/11, a great point, Rosie. Yeah. There's tons. Wow. 
Because like, we just had some. We've had we had like in two in the well, more than two. Well, been... I know. Well, then they had the one guy that at the Capitol that hit the police officer with his yeah. car. And, but I mean, like, you like could, all kinds of weird stuff. But I mean, uh, just, uh, just off the top of my head, Waco falls into this. Really? Uh, I think the Ruby Ridge shoot. I, I mean, like all these really big ones. Uh, I want to say, yeah. I mean, Columbine last it was in this. Like tons and tons of ones that Virginia have Tech. a lot of probably maybe yeah I think so um, yeah so anyways that's so it is this weird time period going off the three twenty hmm. um, but okay so I was gonna get into some there's a couple different things I wanted to say okay so there's this one since you brought up the Tower of Babel and all with all the different languages yeah so listen so this is I, I found this little thing that directly talks about this with regard to the, the Georgia Guidestone. So it's this guy who's one of the prominent, they, they call him conspiracy theorists, um, talking about, like he, he has this website, it's all about the Georgia Guidestones and all this stuff. And so it says, the purpose of the Monument's 10 edicts is to establish the groundwork for a totalitarian global government. Yep. Hmm. The proportions of the stones predict the exact height in feet of Dubai's Burj Khalifa, now the world's tallest building. Both the Guidestones and the Burge allude to the Tower of Babel. Uh, also be aware that there is supposed to be a time capsule buried a few feet west of the monument. According to the story, the capsule is only to be opened when signs are made obvious by the monument of an impending global cataclysm. Hmm. And the North Star sighting hole is probably the feature that was intended for directing the feared cataclysmic event, if the story is to be true. Uh, the hole is similar to a device created by the Hopi to detect similar uh, calamity. And it says uh, it's drilled at a 34 degree angle, I think, within this thing. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so it, there's other people that totally, yeah, that's, absolutely. So I, uh, cool. okay, so I found this thing that goes into a lot about who this RC Christian guy is. Okay. So the guy that yeah does all this that nobody knows his it's a pseudonym or a, it's a uh, yeah the people they say like you know the Rosie Crucians the yeah because that's what it, Rosie Rosie Cross R- Cross RC RC yeah. Christian so uh, okay I'm gonna read through I got this thing by the way just we should the people let our listeners know, your Rosie is not I am not yes it's not that Rosie it's a it's a it's a a shortening of a different name for you. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. a nickname. Yeah. Also because I'm such a nice, rosy person to be around. <laughs> and Most uh, of the time until you're hangry. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it says, so it's connected. So it's, it's this whole thread all about glo- global population control, right? Yeah. So it says, uh, the only hints on who commissioned the stones in 1979 were left on a nearby complementary granite plaque. It says the author is R.C. Christian, a pseudonym. So it says the, a pseudonym on it. Mm-hmm. And it says sponsors a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason, like you said. So it says, uh, and in 1986, a book was sent to every member of Congress titled Common Sense Renewed. Oh, no. By Robert Christian. What? Yes. So it says, so who were the small group of Americans who seek the age of reason? That listed 
Uh, maintain humanity under 500 million in balance with nature. Guide popular reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Let all nations rule internally, resolving the external disputes in a court of rule. Okay, so follow with me. So it sounds like he's trying to get so, these same. These, so yeah, yes. Uh, so it says, it says first, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Robert C. Cook. He was recruited by his father's friends. David Fairchild and Alexander Graham Bell to become the editor of the Journal of Hereditary Heredity, which was published by that was published by the quote American Breeders Association. Okay. okay. Yeah. So Dr. Cook would later become the president of the Population Reference Bureau. And it that was founded by Henry Fairchild, who was not only the president of the American Eugenic Society, but helped Margaret Sanger, who founded Planned Parenthood. Wow. Yes. Wow. So here's just like a little thing from the it's from the Wikipedia article of this uh, Henry Fairchild, okay? So it said he was, uh, Fairchild was president of the Population Association of America from 1931 to 1935. He was president of the American Sociological Society in 1936. He was active with Margaret Sanger in founding Planned Parenthood. Fairchild's major teaching appointment was at New York University, served for 26 years from 1919 until his retirement in 1945, and became chairman of the Department of Sociology in the graduate school. Much of his work focused on race, nationalism, immigration, and ethnic conflict and obviously they're not he would be looking at these things like nationalism as a bad thing mm -hmm. race in the terms of obviously he's a eugenicist right. stuff like that so Planned Parenthood was originally known as the American Birth Control League <laughs> right that's what it was started by <laughs> Margaret Founder so it said at this point hopefully you have the context to understand Planned Parenthood's true objectives shines a new light on so everyone should know this. I'm sorry. This is gonna. This is just gonna drag a whole bunch of people, but it will get to the Georgia guys. No, no. I'm, I, I'm loving. Okay, this. I'm is, loving. Okay. This. Keep it up. All right. So it says at this point, hopefully you have the context to understand Planned Parenthood's true objectives, and it says shines a light on Gates Senior serving on its board. So I think probably most of our audience, if you've been listening for a while, because I know we've talked about it, that Bill Gates's father. Um, was a huge bigwig for like decades on at Planned Parenthood. And again, Bill Gates is one of these guys that's pushing the population control. You already mm -hmm. talked about this. Yeah. So it said, uh, uh, it also might change the conclusions drawn on why Bill Gates Jr. received their uh, Planned Parenthood's quote, Albert and Mary Lasker Foundation Award, who Dr. Cook was also a recipient of said so, so what evidence leads to robert cook besides being one of the most published eugenics authors in newspapers all over the country in decades for quote world population growth he marks exactly 500 million as a point that the population starts to expand too rapidly hmm. said but the stones mention a group not a single man where does the quote christian part come in um so it says uh in well, in 2015, a documentary was shot where they interviewed Wyatt C. Martin, the only man that knows the true R.C. Christian. They convinced him to show him some letters from R.C. himself. It says the address would lead to a Fort Dodge, Iowa, Iowa house of a guy named Robert Merriman, the man 
that the publishing company confirms had common sense renewed printed hmm. and a guy named dr herbert heine that's a great name. <laughs> dr herbert heine kirsten who <laughs> the man who lived at uh this thing <laughs> this thing uh this place okay so what is kirsten a german derivative of christian last name mm-hmm. here's where it gets even more he was also very this guy kirsten was also very concerned with population control as well as a fan of David Duke, who was currently or was the KKK Grand Wizard, and to court um, and according to locals, a personal friend of this guy named William Shockley, who Duke refers to as an inspiration, said so. Okay, we've almost put the together the puzzle in the documentary uh, or why it shows in the letter. He says, "See, uh, oh crap, while you're looking." Yes. There's a great documentary on Amazon uh, Prime, and it's called uh, Dark Clouds Over Elberton. And you, I would recommend our listeners uh, check that out on Amazon Prime if they are uh, looking for more information. And it's kind of that. It's kind of everything, kind of what you're talking about, the background. and Yes. It talks a lot about who is RC. They don't really, really tell in that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm about to name. Great. Okay. So it says, so follow me. It says, okay, we almost put together the piece puzzle in the documentary where Wyatt shows in the letters he says see it doesn't said say Ted Turner on it Ted Turner so it said that wait a second repeat that what did you just say Ted Turner no no before that you were like see it oh so he's because they go this document yeah the documentary crew went to this guy's right the only person in that his shed and all that yeah I've yeah, seen and, that and so he shows him the letters and yeah they're asking to see about Ted Turner so oh. that's who they were going. I'm sorry. I, I The information is like half, I, I'm coming halfway into it, but this was going to prove, I didn't want to ruin it at the beginning, Yeah. but it's proving that it's Ted Turner. Ted Turner is R.C. Christian. Yes. So it says, <laughs> so let's, so. That is so great. Yeah. Well, I'll keep going. It says, I'm sorry. it has been confirmed in other interviews that Wyatt, the guy that, knows the two intentions had gone to Braves games with the team owner, CNN founder, uh, Robert Edward Turner. Hmm. It said, what points to Teddy being involved? Well, for starters, the guidestones were revealed just three months before he launched CNN in Atlanta and only a mere hundred miles away. Also RC stated that the guidestones were designed to handle any cataclysm and C- and Ted said this at the CNN launch. Really? That CNN was built to withstand any uh, cataclysm. Okay. So it said Ted even had a doomsday video recorded to play at the end of the world. It says <laughs> maybe that's why he's the head of the nuclear threat initiative. He's also known for donating a billion dollars to the UN. It was the UN who translated Gosh, the Guidestones dollars. into the other eight languages. I did know that. Yeah, I knew he had hired a UN guy. Yes. From they like brought someone in from Africa, someone from yeah. Yeah. So it's all starting to get connected. So yeah. it said uh this talks about I'll just briefly go over this. When Art Robert C. Christian uses phrases like the new quote age of reason and common sense renewed, he's referring to classic works by American icon Thomas Paine. It says uh, funny thing is pain was not a Christian was controversial for mocking the doctrine of religion in his age of reason. So there, so that connects right there. It says, well, do you know who's a college, whose college major was the classics and is a famous agnostic slash atheist Ted Turner. Um, so it says he basically is a 
he checks all of right bubbles for an ideal modern day technocratic ruler. He built a near monopoly using new tech to dominate a market, satellite broadcasting, became obsessed with funding global government, the UN, and most importantly, population control, aka environmentalism control. Said Ted is truly the ideal so- psychopathic NWO, New World Order recruit. <laughs> it said, uh, a ruthless businessman abused by his father who tried to sell part of his business instead of leaving it for Ted right before his suicide oh. that led to Ted inheriting a mil- multi-million dollar billboard board, bill- billboard advertising agency in 1963. In Ted's youth, he was known as a notorious drinker and even around ran around campus leaving KKK warnings on the doors of African-American buildings and would sing the Nazi battle what? hymns outside of a Jewish fraternity. What? Um, you don't hear these things about, about Ted Turner. No. Uh, and he also married Kami Jane. Yeah. Jane Fonda. Uh, so anyway, there, it, it keeps going. Now it starts going into uh, connections with CIA. But basically, there is a whole bunch of things that all point to ted turner as being a very interesting candidate that's what i'm bringing up so yeah like if you think about it like the the story the way the story goes is he just shows up out of nowhere one day he has money to spend he doesn't even blink Mm -hmm. an eye and he doesn't want to be known and he only tells one guy this wyatt guy his name and uh wyatt sworn to never say it you know never tell who it is and so we had talked about ted turner before on this idea of popular on the the episode from the Brave New World series, yeah, way back when, yeah, it was, it was wild. Um, as one of these guys. It's so funny because that was before the whole COVID stuff. The we were talking about the population control, of Bill Gates, and all this stuff. Yeah. So uh, Ted Turner is directly talking about population control. He has talked about this oh, multiple yeah. times. Yeah, it's nothing new for him. Um, so I'll read some stuff about Ted Turner. This is I'm done with that thread. So it's kind of in a weird thing said Turner said he almost put $125 million of his own money into a foundation to support environmental and population controls in the U S and abroad. The endowment spends about 6 million a year on projects designed to lower the world's population from the present 6 billion to 2 billion or less. And this is in a, you know, a regular article where he's quoted. He does that. Um, he, I can't remember the. Hey, he, do you know if do you have a way to check your computer right there? If if uh, Ted Turner ever served in the military, or was he ever uh, in in the army? Sure. Uh, Coast Guard. He was in the Coast Guard. I think so. Hmm. I'm not sure. Uh, well, I I was just that's what it said. Because everybody says that he has like a Midwest accent. Yeah. Oh, he's from uh, Ohio, Tennessee. Ohio, Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. That's um, almost Midwest. Yeah. Curbing. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it doesn't, I couldn't it say d- anything about that. Okay. Because yeah. um, R.C. Christian told Wyatt that he he had went to boot camp in Georgia. Oh, interesting. I don't see, I, I just pulled up the first. Uh, uh, he did Wikipedia. mention too that he was a concrete worker or had worked with concrete and mm. I'm curious hmm. <laughs> with his mind though, 
<laughs> with yeah. with him, it could be, oh, I built a building, you know, <laughs> right for CNN. Yeah, I was going to say, here's an, another interesting thing, though. Uh, it said, in 2009, Ted Turner met with other business moguls to include w- Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, George Soros, and David Rockefeller Gosh. to address issues. <laughs> I know, right? What the? Yeah. <laughs> it's address... like an all-star of goons. Yeah. Uh, to address issues ranging from the environment to healthcare, the group also addressed population growth with, oh, with discussion of vaccines and immunization efforts being criticized due to the perception that decision-making and public policy could be directed by a handful of elites. Uh, it says, Gosh. although no formal statement was released, the event was covered uh, in by The Guardian. So that is something. That's it. I mean, uh, the writing's on the wall. If you are, if you don't get this by now, that there is a elite cabal who is trying to maintain control over the entire planet, mm-hmm. a small handful of people, and they're going to do it by killing people off using their their evil, evil, diabolical plans of. And Bill Gates is an evil man. He's yeah. probably possessed. He's probably transhumanist. Anyways, he's probably yeah. part computer yeah. and he's lost his soul and he wants to kill people. He wants to kill people, yeah. people that God made in his image and plan for them to be here on the earth. He has no authority over any of that. If you don't get it now, I mean, let's just look at the date, 322. It, March 22nd was when, it, when the Guidestones were dedicated, you know, the unveiling or whatever. And 322, as you just said, is one of the holiest days in the occult calendar. It's like a high holy day, and that whole season requires multiple human sacrifices. It's all about power and control. Mm-hmm. And all of this stuff where people say, oh, you're crazy, you're, you're crazy. It's not, it's, there is no elite, you know, drinking baby blood and all that. Maybe, maybe not, but they're definitely killing things, and they're definitely trying to maintain control and probably drinking baby blood. That's my assessment. Yeah, and I was going to say, I Sorry. mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, there's... Um... I mean, I think that I just get mad. Yeah. Um, I, I just get so mad when I think about this. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, one of the whole things is, uh, which is uh, interesting. I was going to say, here's another thing what we're talking about overpopulation and everything about the size of Texas. And this was a point that we made even about Ted Turner back then mm-hmm. in that other episode is that Ted Turner used to be one of the largest. Uh, he, is Eclipse now. He is the third largest landowner, individual landowner. He owns 2 million acres. That's right. I remember that. So he owns about 2 million acres of land in America. Yeah. And Bill Gates is buying up all the farmland. Yeah. Bill Gates is buying up farmland, but you have, yeah, you have all these people um, that this is like an elite stuff. And kind of to what you go off and then I'll let you guys hop in because I've been talking forever is it's kind of all this whole point where you're like if you're listening to this and you're like okay well so why would like ted turner the guy that invented cnn or you know started it and think about that too that's media right control the news control the the narrative you know yeah brain Uh, brainwash the masses exactly yeah that's probably where the cia comes in right uh, Connecting CNN. Well, yeah, because he was he in a, well, he was an innovative. Well, he got Project Mockingbird and all this other stuff, but in satellites. Is that, well, because he, he was the first one to use satellite right uh, technology for the news sources and stuff. But uh, Bill Gates, I was going to say. I, so the whole reason 
is these billionaires uh, again we listed the oprah winfrey george the rockefellers soros, in that soros yeah. bill gates oprah winfrey there all this here's a quote from bill gates first we've got overpopulation the world today has 6.8 billion people this was in like a ted talk right that he gave he was I, bragging I, about yeah, this yeah i remember i was trying to find the audio clip to pull it into play oh, it yeah. for us, but i didn't have time it's okay it says uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people that's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we could do a really good job on new vaccines, <laughs> a really good healthcare, job. reproductive services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. That's the key. So, we could lower that. And I wanted to re, re, re-listen to this thing because it starts off as, well, how about I'll read it this way. We could lower the population of the world by perhaps 10 to 15% if we did a really good job on vaccines, healthcare, reproductive services, right? maybe it sets in a little bit better what he's talking about. So he's saying, if we do a good job on vaccines, healthcare, reproductive services, that will enable us to lower it. So if we do good on vaccines, that means we are doing a good job and vaccines are used to depopulate the earth. So that's what he's saying. Uh, That's direct quote. Yeah. Is if we do a good job with these vaccines and then all of a sudden, otherwise, you would be thinking that improving healthcare, right. improving re- reproductive services, in air quotes, and improving vaccines would somehow improve birth numbers, right? Or at least mm-hmm. life expectancy and maybe even like improve fertility. No, those things are not even listed. It's about reducing the population. It's not about improving birth numbers. It's not mm-hmm. about improving people's lives. It's actually about the focus is through those measures reducing the number mm-hmm. so yeah. that's you should he speaks so fast that it sounds like it's a good thing yeah. until you realize well you lower the population yeah. he didn't say help the population grow exactly and, and, and also too bill bill gates was the one guy who just recently uh as much as last summer he was the guy that released all those mosquitoes that were genetically modified uh in in florida remember that and they were uh yeah. they were modified to carry some kind of or to kill off other mosquitoes mm-hmm. is what they were they were supposed to be like a super mosquito to kill off other get your get off nature man like you need yeah. it isn't your place yeah and i, I was gonna say that one of these whole things which was, nerd yeah it is very weird uh so why would like, the whole thing is so why would they expose like so why would 10 turner spend all this money which it really isn't that much money to him, right? Yeah, to get not. some concrete stuff poured, right? And especially in the '80s, they just used—they literally had cranes that just pulled in these things, and they like, said it was them. like three hundred thousand dollars, yeah, or something like that. So why would this guy like flaunt all this stuff? Because they don't care. And the other thing is, like, there's an occultic mm-hmm. power, or with it's to get consent. Of of the the masses, so in order to basically do a ritual, it, it becomes more powerful. This is, and again, I will preface this by saying, you don't have to believe that this is true, but you you should believe, or you need to believe, that the people that are doing these things believe do it. believe that That's it is right. true. That's right. So I'm not saying that there is power that you are able to perform a ritual with a lot more power if you have the consent of the person that you were doing the ritual onto so like if i was going to do a, a cast a spell on you and i got you to say like oh yes please cast a spell on me they believe that there's more power 
With the consent. With the consent. Right. So that's why there's all these things about predictive programming. So basically... If, like the Super Bowl, they get all these people involved. Yeah. And, and it's at a halftime, right? And yeah. The and halftime show. So you're getting into this, the whole thing, where, well, when we did the thing about Black Lives Matter and the magic, right? Yeah. The whole... And this is one of the Black Lives Matter founders was talking about it because she was doing her African whatever weird magic yeah. stuff. And she said, we use hashtags because in our beliefs, like repeating someone's name mm -hmm. brings power to that person and that soul. And there's a ritual of like in this ancient African black magic stuff. Yeah. We do this ritual. We've done it for thousands of years where we repeat this name. And all of a sudden, what is this? You, you, you hear the Brianna Taylor, say her name, say her name hashtags that are just re you know getting everyone to take part in this rep repetition of the name so you they're getting you if you're if you're using these hashtags hashtags are the same things as a modern day sigil they're symbols and th things that carry magic power you know like so to speak dark dark powers and so that's to, sorry to go back to my point is that by laying out this agenda and basically telling everyone that they're aware of it, like you, yeah. you know now, and now they, they're like, well, they're going to consent because they're not going to stop us. You know what I mean? Yeah. The lack of pushing pushback on it is the consent of it. Or it's like, we told them about it with the, the yeah. pre-knowledge. They have the pre-knowledge and all this stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's. I'm gonna step off my <laughs> my soapbox. No, this has been great. This has um, been really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to add to what we've been talking about. I mean, well, and I was gonna say it, it, again, just to think back of like, well, why would why would Ted Turner, you know, like care about this? Prince Philip just died. Right. He said one of his quotes, and so this I know, is the thing: is, is he said, crazy. "If I die, I want to come back in the form of a virus that could kill." and the deal with the overpopulation right. problem. So this is no. again, one of these things that we're just talking back to these billionaire ruling class elite families and these people that are billionaires and that truly do control so much stuff outside of the government and governments and governments are the, they're telling us their agenda. They say it in plain English. And, you and, don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to hear what Bill Gates said. And then like what Rachel said, Oh wait, no, he just said exactly what I think he said. Right. They're, they're not even, they don't try to hide this they're stuff. They're building monuments. Yeah, they're building Georgia, monuments. In Georgia with their, their Ten Commandments. Their, of their, they, yeah, they're telling you right there, this, what, is, this is what we're about. And anytime they get asked about it, they don't shy away. They say, right. yeah, that's what we're doing. Right, exactly, exactly. All right, I'm done. No. <laughs> it's been good. I think taking a couple of weeks off was good for you, Rosie. You, <laughs> that's the most you've contributed in a long time. Uh, so I know, uh, Rachel, I know you got to get rolling and we're going to wrap this up because it's been, it's been a little over an hour, but, um, but I do want to just add one last thing real quick before you, before you step out, um, is in that, and this is that why the bigger question is why do they want to pop, pop depopulate the earth? What's the big, what's the big reason for that? And I have a, I have a theory on it. And my theory is, is that they know that if we get keen to this, they can't, they can't control us. If we get keen to this and we start to resist, they can't stop us. There's too many people and not enough guns or enough resistance uh, power from them to be able to control the masses the way, you know, physically control. Yeah, they can. But this is why they've gone after 
COVID and break the economy down. So people are dependent. They don't have motivation. They've been putting fluoride in the water. I know that sounds so conspiracy, but it, it literally has been proven what it does to yeah. a person's will and, and all kinds of different uh, hormonal imbalances that it creates. Um, the, there's the food, like almost all of the food is tainted in some capacity. Um, it's almost almost impossible to find unless you grow it yourself. And even that's hard because when you grow it yourself, there's still stuff in the soil and, and the things that you use to plant with are tainted. It's like they've got a firm grip and they don't want to lose it. And the best way for them to keep it is to have less people mm -hmm. so that they can control it easier. And they know that there's sort of this there's sort of this perfect number of workers and people supplying and creating the wealth and them controlling the wealth. And they know that if they can keep that in balance the way it is, then they'll continue to rule forever and ever and ever. And, uh, you know, at the top of it all is Lucifer. He's just sitting there and he's, you know, in some capacity, you know, ruling and reigning over these people's lives. And, um, man, it's just when you think about it in those terms, it really crystallizes for us pretty, pretty good. And, uh, man, I'm really glad we talked about the Georgia guides, Guidestones tonight. That was, that was really cool. I wasn't, no, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And we didn't really compare too much notes. I mean, both of you guys had some great stuff. Man, I, 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 uh, I think that uh, we hit the nail on the head, though, there with the depopulation situation. Yeah. And uh, about the means, like, sure, it sounds like a good idea on paper to get, you know, take better care of the earth and maybe uh, reproduce widely. But at the same time, when you think about the means to that end. Yeah. What does that mean, does that mean that you're going to make the cut? Because basically we're talking about one percent or something we're talking about a top percentage of the world population is going to make the cut and when you're talking about the eugenics side of it um maybe does that mean people over a certain iq does that mean people with uh right skin color yeah like characteristics that are favorable for a diverse and fit uh, future generation like what is the basis for that who's in control of that so all of these things, sure, they might sound good from a moral uh, secularism kind of standpoint, but at the same time, you have to realize that you're not going to be the one making these decisions. Someone yeah. else is going to be making them. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and if you think they care about you, you're mistaken. And I hate to yeah. borrow this phrase, but symbolism will be their downfall, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what what they always say? You know, mm -hmm. the and so they put it in plain sight, and and for for reason they have they there's a reason they want consent, and it's that whole, and I think I was pushing back against that notion that they always have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it, mm -hmm. and because I couldn't find anywhere in the Bible about that, mm. um, and I was I remember I was trying to find something biblically that would you know. Like yeah. Satan doesn't have to tell anybody what he's going to do. Right. Uh, God's given him a certain, you know, dominion of power and that's what he has. You know what I mean? And, and there was, you know, Job, obviously he had to go to God for permission. And, and Jesus told Peter that Satan desired to sift him, but he's prayed for him. So we know there's some kind of, you know, like I always like to say, the, the devil is the God, it's, he's God's devil. You know, he's, mm -hmm. he's on a leash and he can only go so far. But when it comes to dealing with people, and Satan's agenda, I don't see him having to tell what he's going to do ahead of time. I, you just don't see that. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't know, you know, I, it's really interesting, but, but to know that, that there's consensual, um, ritualistic connections there, um, that would make more sense to me on how and why that happens. But anyways, well, man, I, Rachel, I know you got to roll, you got to skip out and this has been a great episode. I'm really glad to be yeah. back, you know, with you guys. It was, I missed you guys when we were apart there for a couple of weeks and, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to, uh, one last thing just tell our listeners that um hey when you guys leave a review on itunes for us a written review it helps us in the algorithms to be discovered and so we know that you want to keep us your little secret and you want it just to be you and us and we like that too but um we want this to be reaching more and more people uh as much as possible because uh what's at stake here quite possibly could be eternity for someone that listens to this because the truth of all of this is that Jesus reigns supreme over all of that. And if you are not, if you don't belong to Jesus, if you haven't confessed him as Lord and Savior, as the Bible says, confess with your tongue, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. If you haven't done that, then you stand in judgment right alongside the devil and all of these Luciferians and all of these elites that are trying to de- destroy God's creation. You're going to be standing right next to them in judgment. Uh, and I, I hate to be that, you know, I'm not trying to bring us down at the end, but what I want to bring is the good news on that is that you can ask for forgiveness of your sins, receive forgiveness of your sins and find eternal life in Jesus. And he will come and make his home inside of you, give you a new life. You'll be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Your mind will be opened up to spiritual things that you've never understood before, but maybe you've always wondered. And that may even be why the reason you're listening to this today is because you have interest in something like this and you're trying to figure some stuff out in life. So that's that's why I, we need you to go leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> and I can give the gospel. Amen. All right. Love you guys. Yeah, love you too. <laughs> I was trying to see Rachel. R- Rachel dipped. She All had right. to go. <laughs> oh, no, she's there. I'm here. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.